getting the best out of LinkedIn. This is the Learning Podcast with Ennio Sung. Welcome to today's episode of the Learning with me, Ennio Global.media. So getting customers is like finding a needle in a haystack. That's because your marketing campaign must be the right person, with the right message at the right time. What's more, you have to do all the right things whilst competing with hundreds and thousands of businesses who are also targeting the same customers. But my biggest problem today as a marketer is that small businesses only seem to be interested in the big number. In other words, how many prospects have you got from the marketing campaign? They just don't understand that marketing is a process or the numbers that work to get them the prospects on a consistent or reliable basis for the long term. It's always a mistake to treat your marketing like a lottery, like a game of luck that one day you might strike gold. To get marketing results, it's not by luck. We now live in a world of big data, where there is so much data that we can design, redesign, and tweak our marketing activities to get more customers. So many people dread the thought of looking at the marketing metrics, but marketing analytics doesn't have to be complicated. In this episode of The Learning, you're going to get a crash course in understanding your marketing reports. I will tell you how to use marketing data properly to sell more and grow your business. So for a rough plan, I'm going to cover very quickly why your marketing numbers matter. That way you can understand what your marketing numbers say about you. We're going to look at what marketing data tells you about your marketing campaigns and the benefits of knowing your numbers. We're going to spend some time looking at the two different types of marketing data that you want to know in your business. And then we're going to look at how you're going to use those numbers to direct and improve your marketing campaigns. Finally, we'll end with the steps that you might want to follow to start making sense of your marketing metrics. That way you can sell more. So what is marketing analytics? The marketing analytics basically means gathering data about your marketing campaigns and gauging your marketing performance from it. Marketing analytics always simplifies the information that you have available to you. It should help you clearly understand your marketing performance and trends and also to identify new opportunities. Look, I get it. Many of us get easily baffled by any talk of looking at complicated numbers reports. Even I admit I wasn't a numbers person at school. In fact, I failed my Mass A-level exams badly. I couldn't answer a single question on the exam paper. That was the day I changed my career path and decided that rather than try and be a doctor, I'm going to try and be a business psychologist instead, which is what led me to marketing. If you're like me, the thought of making sense of spreadsheets of numbers is scary and frankly, so boring. It doesn't help that almost everything you read about marketing analytics confuses us more than actually help us. But I assure you, hang in there. By the end of this episode, you'll have a good starting point to start looking at your marketing numbers seriously. I will try to break down the information so that you'll be able to get your head around what numbers you should be looking at to get more customers and move your business forward. I'll try to avoid using scary technical jargon as much as possible. And I'll do my best to use stories of how my clients have used marketing data to get more customers. So let's get proper into it now. Are you hitting your marketing milestones on the road to achieving your marketing goals? How is your target audience responding to different parts of your marketing campaign? If you don't measure, then reaching your marketing goals can feel overwhelming. A bit like trying to get to the moon without knowing how your spaceship works. So you need to recognize your achievements also 
especially when you're going in the right direction. That way, at least it will keep your motivations up and encourage you to keep going. You see, it will show if you don't know your marketing numbers. Now, an old friend of mine, Michael, messaged me out of the blue a few weeks back. He came to me asking me to add a price calculator to his newly redesigned website for his cleaning company. I asked him, what's the issue? What are you trying to solve? What's the problem? And he said, he's getting 720 visitors to his website every month, but not a single one has made an inquiry or made a booking. Now, Michael is paying over £1,000 a month for several marketing agencies, including Yale, to run Google search ads, social media ads, and do his SEO. See, knowing what I know, I told him that it's more likely the problem to do with his website if people are going there and not converting. Of course, I agreed to look into why they're not buying and why they're not calling him to book his services. 720 visitors a month is a good number of visitors for anyone. And these are people who bother to click on his marketing and then run off. See, something's wrong somewhere. You times that number by 12, you see that there's over 10,000 people there that we should be at least conversing some of them. The worst still for Michael is that he'd been convinced to pay for a website update with ever more widget, information, and keywords in attempts to get customers to come to the website and convert. I was shocked to find that Michael's all-singing website was not even linked to Google Analytics. So we couldn't see a detailed picture of the traffic to his website, where they come from, where they go on the website, and where they leave the website. So he had WooCommerce Analytics on the website, though. Even though he wasn't actually selling anything to the website, the only thing he had was an inquiry form. And you only need WooCommerce if you are doing transactions on the website. So that was basically another function that he was charged for by web designers that they didn't actually need. Anyway, the WooCommerce analytics told a shocking story. In reality, Michael was getting, on average, 127 visitors a month to the website. That was just for the last three months. Before that, the figures were literally non-existent. So he was getting nowhere near the 720 visitors his marketers told him they, was, they were getting for it. Michael had a total of 727 visitors to the website in the last year, which is tiny when you think of the money he's spending to get buyers to his website in the first place. It turns out that Michael's problem was not that he wasn't converting visitors into buyers. The real problem is that he isn't getting enough visitors in the first place. The problem is that he's paying good money and not getting anywhere near the results that his marketing providers said they are achieving. Because Michael didn't look at his reports, didn't have a clue what was really going on in his marketing and his business. Whereas the picture about Michael's marketing performance became clear after just 10 minutes of looking at the marketing data. See, knowing your marketing numbers doesn't mean that you only care about selling and more customers. It shows that you care about not wasting your money. It shows that you care about giving your customers more value, more help. It shows that you want to better understand and improve your marketing process so that more people can actually benefit from your products and services. In knowing your marketing numbers shows that you're doing everything to the best of your ability and your resources to help more people. Ultimately, knowing your numbers is the best way to achieve growth in your business. Put it simply, without marketing analytics, you're missing out on key strategic insights and revenue for your business. So which numbers 
your marketing analytics report should you pay attention to? Many businesses never move beyond basic reporting numbers that tell you essentially what happened. But unless you analyze your marketing data to obtain in real insights, interpretation, and then insights, why has it happened? Then you will know what you should be doing more of, what you should be doing less of, or what you should be doing differently. Let me explain the two types of marketing metrics that you need in your business. The first one is descriptive marketing analytics reports. These give you basically an overview of activities and numbers that show, like I said, what, what happened. It gives you a general direction that your marketing is going in. So you see things like impressions. In other words, how many people actually saw your marketing? You might see profile views and your profile visits. You might see things like followers and your audience. So you might weigh breaks them down to gender, age, and location on Facebook and Google, for example. You might see how many clicks you got. So how many people actually followed your call to action and either visited your website or downloaded your lead magnet, for example. You might see cost per click. You might see engagement numbers, how many likes you've got, how many comments you've got, how many shares you've got. Your report might even show you the revenue that the platform thinks you've made based on numbers that you put into you know, your campaign in the first place. You know, your report might show a number of visitors that you've had to your website. So every marketing platform gives you some level of descriptive marketing analytics that you can look at in your reports. I would say Facebook is pretty good in terms of the reports that you get from your Facebook marketing, especially if you pay for ads. They're much more detailed. But for years, Instagram was quite poor in terms of its reports. It may be that Instagram reporting might improve now that it's been integrated into Meta's Facebook business analytics. See, but I would say Google Analytics is still the daddy of marketing analytic reports, especially when it comes to understanding what's going on with your business marketing as a whole, because Google Analytics will show you what's going on with your website and also bring in some data from your other marketing channels. So going back to the types of analytics and numbers that you might want to look at. So now you've got your basic marketing numbers that I've just gone through. The next step is to tell a story with the data that you have. That's what's going to elevate your marketing and your reporting. You want to ask and answer the question, so what? When you learn how to tell a story with your data, you learn something genuinely useful that can help your business. And this is where many small businesses will struggle when it comes to understanding the numbers in their marketing. I don't know whether businesses ignore their reports because they have blind trust in their agency or they're completely ignorant about how important the numbers are. I guess it's a bit like when your car mechanic gives you MOT certificate. How would you actually look at the report part of the MOT? All we want to know is, did I pass? Did I fail? And what needs to be fixed for me to pass? So I've sat in front of many small business owners to talk them through their monitoring reports at the end of the month, as we promised to do at global.media. Truth is, many people just don't understand what you're trying to tell them. All they care about is how many customers have they had this month, their sales figures, and their bottom line results. Yes, all of these things are important, and they show that your marketing is working and business growth. But the picture that these headline numbers give is far from complete. Okay, maybe I'm a terrible storyteller when it comes to data. That's why my clients tend to shut down and go guide and nothing happens from the reports I give them. In which case, business owner has a duty to themselves 
and the team to look at the report and tell their own story from what the data is showing. So telling the story of what your marketing analytics shows helps you to begin to make sense of the data in front of you. Once you've got your data and you understand what it's saying to you, the next level of data is statistical analysis. Now, you need to understand what the statistics are that you can infer. I mean, if you want a definition of statistical analysis, it boils down to the science of collecting, exploring, and presenting large amounts of data to discover underlying patterns and trends. Is that underlying patterns and trends that you need to know? See, with statistics of your marketing numbers, you can test different parts of your marketing and see how much difference one thing makes in terms of the results you get. With statistical analysis, you can build real insights that you can turn into actionable steps for your marketing campaign. With stats, you can bring data across different channels together. For example, you can compare how LinkedIn is working compared to, uh, to your blog, compared to emails, compared to downloads. With stats, you can bring all those together and then work out which one is working best for you and then which one you might need to tweak, change, or maybe turn down. So you can use statistical data analysis to make comparisons between different marketing methods in different moments of time, in different campaigns, and more. So given that many people don't do well with numbers, this is where you may benefit from getting help from a data specialist who can tease out the trends in your data. Every business needs employees who can use data well and who have a strong understanding of data scope as well as its limitations. That way you can gain useful, actionable insights from the data your company actually has access to. I mentioned that we live in a world of data in the introduction. So that's a simple way of saying there is a ton of information that you can get about your marketing these days. Marketing systems and platforms collect so much data that you need clever systems to make sense of it. This is where AI, artificial intelligence, is the next big thing in business. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, marketers like us at Global.media used to design and manage Google search ads, Google PPC in other words. We would look at our clients' accounts every day to tweak the ads in terms of the budget, was the schedule at the time when it could be shown, which ads were shown for which search terms, negative keywords, and so on. Today, Google knows the searches so much more. They know, who, they know who's searching for what and what will make them click on your ad. And the only way to serve each person the right ad at the right cost for the right search term today is to use artificial intelligence. So now Global.media offers a Google Ads service that's managed by machines that make all of the decisions and calculations in milliseconds. And you know what? These machines, they get more clicks and more sales than any human marketer ever can. There was a day when I was skeptical about machines managing your Google Ads. Now, I know it's the only way to go because the results just speak for themselves. See, marketing metrics only mean something if you take action on what the data tells you and take steps towards achieving your marketing goals. So what does that really mean? How are businesses using marketing metrics in the marketing? I'm going to give you a few that way you know exactly how you can use data to start off with. See, the first thing you can use data for is segmentation. The more your marketing data you analyze, the better information that you have about your prospects and customers. The more information you have, we allow you to segment your data into useful action points. Let me break that down. 
So you can create a marketing campaign that targets all the customers on Facebook, for example, but you can adjust a campaign for Google and LinkedIn. You can have a campaign on Facebook or any other platform. And then if you know, for example, that women are clicking more on one type of content than men, then you can change your message. You can change your creative, your media that you know will appeal more to the person you're trying to target. So when it comes to email marketing, segmentation is everything. So global.media, when we do email marketing, we use marketing analytics, separate your recipients into these different groups. See, we have a folder, a list of people who do not open your email. We have another folder of people who opened the email but didn't respond. Another folder of people who clicked on the email and then went to our website but didn't make an inquiry. And we have people who've downloaded our lead magnet. So each of these groups will get a different follow-up message. Almost in the second message in our, in our series. And the second message is tailored to who they are. That's which segments they are in terms of the responders to the first email. So with marketing data, you can work out which marketing message is getting the best response. That way you can continue to use that, or maybe tweak or drop the other messages that are not working so well. I mean, the right message is vital on LinkedIn to get to a new connection. And it's also vital in email marketing, especially. So long gone are the days of one-size-fits-all advertising and competition based on price. If you want to get and keep customers, you must be interacting with them and building relationships that feels like it's on a personalized one-to-one level. So with marketing and analytics, you can tailor your marketing message to appeal directly to your individual needs and interests of your audience. The third way you can use your marketing reports is to identify which marketing channels to prioritize for your marketing budget. Let me explain that this is done with an example. So one of our clients, Bob, came to us because he was paying a marketing agency, but not getting any results. No customers, no inquiries, no sales. The company that he was working with for months built a new website for him, and they were doing Facebook ads and social media posts for his health and safety courses. In three months, of working with Bob, we got 20 interested buyers. So that's 20 people who, for, for him, he had contact details and they gone to a website and downloaded his lead magnet, the course calendar and the course content, or they made a straight inquiry and said, I want to book a training course. So more importantly than the leads we got for Bob is the fact that we created a landing page for him that had a 27% conversion. In other words, one in three visitors to that website either downloaded his lead magnet or made an inquiry to book his training course. Google ads that we ran for him brought 15 of those leads. So 75% of the potential customers are searching for his courses on Google. And five of the prospects came from email marketing. That's a quarter of his potential buyers that we got who came from email marketing. I'm sure you can see why we advise Bob to ditch his new website with zero conversion and stop wasting money on Facebook ads that literally brought no buyers. So we advise Bob to spend more of his marketing budgets on Google ads and now targeted email marketing because they were working to bring in new buyers. Now, which marketing channels are your buyers coming from that you may want to prioritize? So part of working at which marketing channel to prioritize is analyzing your customer's lifetime value. Let me explain how this works. You want to know how much revenue your customers bring over the course of the entire relationship with your business. That's what we call the lifetime value. So you're looking at a customer's lifetime value 
can tell you some really impactful things about your marketing. So what's the average lifetime value of customers who come from, say, Facebook or LinkedIn to your business? Who spends more? Who spends less? So if you look at goglobal.media, clients come to us for a full range of digital marketing services, everything from logo design to web design, social media management, targeted email marketing, Google ads, and I guess what we call lead generation, if you add LinkedIn to that equation. See, I know from the marketing data that clients that come to us from referrals are the easiest ones to sell to, and 95% of them become customers. We love referrals. But the highest paying clients that we have normally come from LinkedIn and business networking. Yet, our longest serving customers come to us for social media management. Our social media clients are by far and away our best customers that pay us the most because they tend to stay with us for years. I've had some for six years now. I've only been in business for seven. You see, by knowing this information, or knowing that which channels are giving me the value of customers, then I can begin to think, which ones do I prioritize even more? You see, even though social media is time-consuming and frustrating, and frankly, I am quite antisocial on social media. You'll find nothing about me on Facebook, for example. My business, yes, personally, no. So even though I'm quite antisocial and I'm really not a social media sort of person, we continue to attract and retain and always excite our social media clients. We do this by going above and beyond. See, we keep in touch with them regularly. I talk to pretty much most of them. We give them free advice. We give them free consultations. We just up their brand storytelling. That's what social media posts really are. And we give our social media clients special prices. See, I'm obsessed with getting results, right? And I go above and beyond for every single client that we ever get because I know that they either come back to us if they do leave or they refer us to their friends. And I do want more referrals, like I mentioned earlier. They convert very easily. So I also know that we will continue to do a version of marketing on LinkedIn. Maybe we can't carry on doing the level of direct outreach that we were doing before. That's brought us so much success in the past. Instead, what we're doing now is exploring other LinkedIn methods to make new connections with our target audience. For example, we're about to start a LinkedIn audio room in a couple of weeks. That way we can engage with more of our target audience on LinkedIn and then try and build a relationship. Obviously, we also engage with posts by people in our target audience on LinkedIn. At the same time, I find time to go to the face-to-face networking events, especially when they're local to where I am. So all of these marketing activities that we spend most of our marketing budget on are global.media. Is based on knowing through analytics about our client's lifetime value through each of these marketing methods. Yeah, where the client pays and pays well over the long term is where we spend our time and effort. So many people think they know who the target customers are, but your marketing analytics will really help you to hone down on who is buying from you. Where are they? Where do they spend their time online? Your marketing numbers will help you to identify the real buyer personas that way you know to target and who to design your marketing campaign messages to address the pain points. So marketing analytics will help you to predict behavior. If you can predict how many people are going to click on your ads, are going to click onto your website, and are going to convert, then you basically have a platform to make predictions about how many customers you're going to have at any one time. 
I mean, you can turn your activities on, turn them up and spend more if you want more customers or turn them down if you overrun the work. If you know who's buying from you and what makes them buy, then you can have a much smoother sales funnel. You can predict your sales for this month, for next month, and going forward, predict sales for any moment in time. When you can predict your sales, it means you can manage your time better as a business. You can also prioritize key accounts, make sure everyone's being served properly, and also you can set realistic sales forecasts. With your marketing report, you can definitely work on conversion optimization. If you know how many visitors come to your website and convert, actually make an inquiry or download your lead magnet, then you also know how many people are failing to convert. Your marketing metrics can then help you to focus on how to improve those conversions. If you mix one of the things I've said earlier, the messaging, for example, you can basically work out how do we get more people to actually convert. Now, let me explain this point because it's very important. It's easier to convert more people that come to your website than to get more people to actually come to your website in the first place. If you convert more people that come to your website, it's also more profitable. Here's why. Think about it. If you get just one more person that comes to your website to buy, let's say one more person out of 10, then you get that one person to actually buy. Work out what that one in 10 conversion improvement means for your sales, for your revenue, and for your business as a whole. You see, the thing is, converting that one more person to become a customer doesn't involve spending any more money whatsoever. This is why conversion optimization really is the holy grail of marketing. Work on converting more people that are already in your funnel, that you're already connected with, already in your network, and trying to get more people, new people, who then don't convert. The question for you is this, what do you need to do to convert more people? I mean, do you want to offer an incentive or a discount? Or do you want to improve your landing page? Do you want to do something else to convert more people? It's always a big topic for pretty much every business. The final thing that your marketing analytics can do for you that I'm going to talk about today is the fact that your marketing analytics will show you which channels are worth spending your marketing resources on and which channels to simply stop or change. So every marketing campaign relies on people in your target market to see your marketing campaign, whether that's through your website, through adverts, through email messages, or through, through social media. But how many people see a message is just the start. And the normally necessarily see the number of eyeballs you get reported as reach or impressions. So once you get the impressions or the reach, then what you want to know is how many people actually click on your message call to action. How many people are actually going from your message and your marketing on social media, for example, or your email to your website to find out more. So by looking at your marketing in these logical ways, you soon realize that many people spend a lot of time and effort on marketing that doesn't get anywhere near enough eyeballs in your marketing in the first place. I mentioned Michael earlier. When you don't get enough eyeballs in your marketing, then too few people are going to click on your call to action and have any chance of actually buying from you. But take social media as a good example. See, we've been sold this lie over the years that just posting organically on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram or Twitter will get millions of people to see your business and that could bring you thousands and even hundreds of clicks to your website. When you look at marketing reports these days, 
Many people were shocked to find that almost every social media platform restricts you can see your posts deliberately. They restrict your visibility so much that you can often count the number of visitors who click on your post in a week on one hand. If you're lucky, maybe, maybe you got up to 10. But for most small businesses, you just don't get people from social media. They might like, they might comment, but they're not going to go to your website. I mean, you can certainly count on if people actually engage your posts these days on pretty much you know, on your hands. How many comments do you get these days? How many likes do you get? How many clicks do you get? I bet it's not many. See, when you know that very few eyeballs are seeing your posts, you can make the right decision for your company. And my friend and client, Chris, did just that. Now, Chris runs a charity that provides access to digital equipment and connectivity for people with cancer. See, that's not getting a few comments and touching stories from his followers. Chris figured that Facebook is actually squeezing his ball so tight when it comes to people seeing his posts and the amount of support and donations actually getting, uh, literally was getting nothing from posting on Facebook for his charity, My Simpat. With the data that Chris had, he knew that the fear of missing out is just what it is. You know, it's a ruse and, and it's a feeling that's just not based in reality. So he just stopped posting on Facebook altogether one day. Instead, he decided to start post more on LinkedIn and post more on Twitter. And also he actively engages more pe- people on Twitter these days, where he gets more visibility, engagement, and website visitors. Not every business decides to do what Chris did and start marketing on the channel, especially if you believe your target audience is best found in that one place, which is almost never true, by the way. Your customers are in many places online. It's rare that they're only in one place, whoever you are, whatever you sell, whoever you're trying to target. So when we show monthly data to some of our clients, there's some this is sense in spending some money to get more eyeballs by investing in Facebook ads and Google ads, for example. These business case uses I've gone through for the last couple of minutes, they generally show you how marketing analytics can be used in so many ways to boost your marketing and grow your business. So where do you actually start making your marketing metrics work for your business? There are a few simple steps I would suggest you should go through to start making your numbers work. The first thing is to be very, very, very clear about your target audience. Who are they? Where are they? What's the pain points you're trying to solve? Once you know who your target audience is, then go on to identify the marketing channels to reach the target audience that you're trying to work with. Now, when you know what channels you're going to use, you have to identify the goals for each channel. Your goals, and then you have to set targets, milestones towards those goals. So for most businesses, you know, the goal is simply to get more clients, to get more leads, get more sales. But you also need to decide how many and by when. So now you want to break down your goals and your targets into small steps on the journey. Now, how will you know you're going towards achieving the goal? Now, for most marketing campaigns, like I said already, what you want to do is make sure you get enough eyeballs onto your marketing campaign in the first place. So you also want to look at impressions. Are they going up? Are they anywhere near the right number? Then you want to look at engagement. Do people actually care about what our marketing campaign? Do they care about our ads? Do they care about posts? And also you want to look at things like how many clicks do you get? How many clicks do you get to your website from your marketing? And also click-through rate. So that's a comparison of how many clicks you get 
versus how many people actually see your campaign in the first place. How many visitors do you get? How many conversations are you having? How many inquiries are you getting from your marketing? And then at the top end is how many sales have you made and how much revenue have you generated? See, all these things, you you want to make sure you have some sort of target and some sort of thought about what these would look like on the steps of showing you that you're actually going to achieve your business goal. Ultimately, you want people to enter your marketing funnel. So you want them to basically show interest by making an inquiry or downloading your lead magnet. That way you can continue to email them if they don't convert today. Now you have to ask yourself ultimately, you know, how many people do you actually want to convert? How many, how many people do you, actually, do you actually need to be booking a consultation or buying from you on the website? What's the conversion rate that you actually want to aim for? You need three out of 10 to buy, three out of 100 visitors, more, less. Like I mentioned earlier, you want to know your customer's lifetime value. I mean, that information is in your business. You have customers, you know what to spend. You, know, you can easily work out who are the best customers and how much do they spend with us before we lose them? And then what do they actually buy? So when you identify all this type of data, then you can begin to see progress towards your goals. So identifying the data, you know, so knowing what data that you might want to look at. This is step two in our process. So, you know, you know your people who you're trying to target, you know data that you want, might want to look at. What you need to do now is work out how am I going to get this data? Because not every platform gives you all of this information. Is Instagram certainly won't. The data is just not in one place. Where are you going to get the data from? You know, so you need to obviously then gather the data, understand it. So work out the story is telling you and analyze the data to find the trends and then act, do something with it. How are you going to optimize marketing campaign based on what your marketing data is showing you? Like anything where you have analysis, unless you then execute and deliver on the changes that you want to make, your data won't help you whatsoever. Look, Data analytics is a key element on the path of becoming a customer-focused business. By giving you meaningful patterns of customer and market behavior, your data helps you to effectively target customers, both new and existing, and also help to maximize marketing impact. Marketing reports also give you a chance to improve the service that you provide, and you can intelligently direct your investment towards promoting your business and getting long-term growth. This episode has been a crash course in marketing analytics, and there is so much more that businesses must learn to get the full benefits of the marketing data. And I've shown that there's countless ways that you can use your marketing metrics to help you understand your performance and discover opportunities. The important thing is to start to look at and understand your marketing numbers today. The sooner you get a handle on your marketing metrics, the sooner you can start to plan to get more results from your marketing. That's all for today's episode of Learning With Me and Global.media. But it may have been hard to get your head around this topic because many people struggle with working with numbers and reports. But if you've enjoyed this episode, then please give us a like. Better still, please hit the subscribe or the notifications button. That way you'll be the first to know when the next episode drops in a couple of weeks. I look forward to seeing you then. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Learning Podcast. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast to stay ahead of your competition on LinkedIn and head to global.media.com to find out more.